Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. All right, class is in session. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Roll call. Cagley? Here. Sturdy? Present. All right. Smith? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right, so our panel of experts is here. Uh, You, the Illini fans and listeners, are here wherever in the world you are calling home at this hour. Appreciate you joining us. A very special treat. And just a few minutes away, the most prolific passing duo in Illinois history, Jack Trudeau and David Williams standing by, and we cannot wait to talk to them. We'll look ahead at the Illini football schedule. We'll break down the season with IlliniGuys.com football writer and analyst, Matt Stevens, uh, and a little Illini trivia later on this hour. Cagley versus Sturdy. It's like motto we motto uh, dogs and cats, uh, Saluki versus the Panther. Okay, All right, that's enough. Stop. That's enough. That's enough. Oh, okay. Move on. Move right. on. Okay. All right. All right. Let's just say it's going to be good. These guys got to reel me back in. All right. Hey, I want to start with um, the hand wringing going on this month, the gnashing of teeth, the pulling of hair. And I don't mean Illinois fans. I mean, we do those things all the time. It's just part of admission at, at Memorial Stadium. Maybe security check, bag check, wringing of hands. Okay. You're good. You can go in now. Uh, I'm talking about among the nation's elite. Now get this, the, the big four, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, and Oklahoma, have 20 college football playoff appearances among them, right? Everyone else has only eight combined. So they're the cream of the crop. But so those four in the history of the college football playoff setup have combined, get this, to go 19 and four versus power five conferences in September. Two of those four losses were Ohio State and Oklahoma beating up on each other a few years ago. So this quartet has lost just twice in seven years in the non-conference outside the group right but now for the first time ever two of them have lost in the same september during this era clemson to georgia two weeks ago last week ohio state at home to oregon um so my question to you to kind of start the show off um is parody finally here in college football brad what do you think no oh you want me to elaborate i see uh no (laughs) um yeah no when alabama loses to like, you know, Western Michigan or something, then we have parity until that time. It's like, it's the same. I mean, you're, you're talking Oregon is, is a, and really, I mean, they're, they have more resources perhaps than anybody, but Alabama, because they've got the Nike, they are Nike. So, and then Georgia who hired the Alabama assistant is also one of the, they're in the sec, one of the elite programs. So losing to those guys that when Ohio state loses to Illinois, then there's parity. We'll go with that one. Yeah, and, and I think it's like the old Motley Crue song. It's the same old situation because oh. it's going to be, it's basically going to no be. No sci-fi this week. We have heavy metal. Yeah, we'll, we'll get sci-fi later on. I like to save them so that you can be in anticipation all show <laughs> long. <laughs> but I do think, that, I do think you it. know, we got, we got Georgia, you know, okay, another SEC team, and we've got um, Alabama, and has does Georgia even have a shot? Has a has a, a Nick Saban guy ever one of his clones ever beat him? Is it going to happen this year? I don't know. We'll find out. But I kind of predict right here this weekend 
on this Illini guys show, Alabama's going to win again. <laughs> really going out on a limb. I, I know, I'm going out on a limb. That's, hey. that's like picking the Patriots every year, but hey. Mike, you, you mentioned anticipation. I have to go back to – I'm going to go back to an obscure reference too, back to a Steven Seagal movie when he said anticipation of death is worse than death of itself. So your anticipation of your sci-fi joke is worse than the actual sci-fi joke, just so you know. Oh, I don't know. My sci-fi jokes are pretty bad. <laughs> Brad, put down, no, put down I, that butter knife. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing to give that one up, Brad. They have a, they have a – no, I think it's interesting to see these. I think the good thing, the positive out of this is you're seeing top programs playing each other early in the season. Whether yep. it was, and I think Alabama playing Miami was sort of a top program. Just Alabama's so much better than them. But I mean, at least they're playing a, a quality opponent. So I, I think that's good in college football. Now, the one thing is you probably now allow Alabama can lose a game and still make the college football playoff. So, you know, with these other teams losing because everybody else is going to lose. So they lose one, eh, they probably still make it. I yeah. think the, the one the one thing that it does help programs like Oregon and Georgia who pulled off those two those two websites. By the way, of the other eight, they each have an appearance, so it's not like they're coming out of nowhere. I mean, they're you know they're they're right below that the top four. To your point, uh, the one thing it does help them is that it does put them in the you know it, it it puts them up front going into the conference schedule, and so later on when you're when you're picking those four teams. Maybe they have a say in that. You know, for an Ohio State, maybe it's a thing where you've got a um, a Penn State comes in. Um, I like Penn State in the Big Ten, uh, especially in possibly coming to win the division. But we'll talk more well, about that later on. I like seeing Oregon get a break because Phil Knight University never gets any breaks. No, so it's good. It's good <laughs> to see them. You know, have something work their way. All I know is Illinois is leading. Illinois was leading, right? I mean, unless as we start this, you know, program, Illinois is leading the Big Ten. So just got to look at it that way. Their division. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're ready to roll. <laughs> that's right. Well, we're going to talk more about this uh, a bit later on. Matt Stevens will join the conversation in the back half of the hour. Uh, but up next, as we promised, it's Trudeau to Williams, a combination that's still scoring decades after they electrified the turf in Champaign. The two Illini legends team up on the sports spectacular This Should Be Fun on the big show powered by IlliniGuys.com Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door worn out siding or paint outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement look no further than HX Home Solutions your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. HX Home Solutions uses only the best materials, and their team of experienced professionals gets the job done right and on time. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000, and schedule your free estimate, 224-880-6000. You have a lot to look forward to, growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC.
Welcome back to the Sports Spectacular. Just a reminder, you can find complete coverage of the Illinois-Maryland game on IlliniGuys.com. Time for our Newsmaker Line, presented by Busey Bank. And Mike, you and Larry have a great podcast coming out. Yes, thanks, Brad. We caught up with Illini legends Jack Trudeau and David Williams for an episode of Eye on the Illini that will come out on Monday. These two were hilarious, and they told us something about those 80s teams that no one knew. No one got it out of them until Larry and I did right now. Let's take a listen. David and I really got it going on our sophomore year, my sophomore year, his sophomore year, and just built on it every every game. We worked more and more on getting him the ball, and, and he was a dynamic guy that could, could run with the ball when he caught it and was dynamic with the football when he had it. So we just got together that, that sophomore season and built on that and got more comfortable with each other all the time. I knew where he was going all the time. He knew what I was doing all the time, which is what you want to – with a receiver and a quarterback, you want to have that. Right. So uh, we actually had a play called 98 Days, believe it or not. We actually – I'd call <laughs> – Blue 98 days because I wanted Dave to get open. So I was telling him, get open. So that, that was how funny it got. So, you know, he was just a very dynamic receiver and was very fun to throw it to. So <laughs> did David, Dave, when, when, when Jack was yelling out 98 Dave, did any of the other teams pick up on your code? Well, yes and no. See, the, the, the thing was when he called that, Everybody was staying in block except me. So I had no right. pattern. I had no pattern. I could run wherever. <laughs> it was max protection. You got nine guys in front of Jack blocking, and, right. he, and I could run wherever. So I would take off and run, and I'd look for a spot, and then I'd run to that spot, and he'd throw the ball. I'd run a corner. I'd run a post. I'd run all the way across the field. Or if everybody was deep, I'd run out, and then I'd just stop and hook, and he'd throw it. It was it was it was it was weird, but it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> that that is cool. So they really didn't know I, what was coming. No, because yeah, we, I, had to, I, I didn't had know to, what was coming either. <laughs> I didn't know. I, 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 I was as blind to what was going on as everybody in the stadium, believe it or not. Except I learned what he did by his movement. That's so, great. But like you 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 line up and, and you call that play and you look around and you go, okay, this this the coverage. Where's the hole? Who's cheating? Okay, I'm going to run right. way over there because now you know it's not a five-step drop. He has time, right? And I'm the only dude, so either I get open or he gets sacked. Yeah, I don't admit to a lot of people that we had a play called 98 Dave. How, how <laughs> tough is that? David, get <laughs> right. open. Right. Like I don't think we've ever told anybody that. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Breaking and, news. And, and it's, 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 the funny thing is, it's not like David Williams was just some receiver. I mean, he's the best receiver in the country. So you're, you're, it's, you're kind of telegraphing what you want to do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, a little right. bit. But like you said, he could do whatever he wanted. So that was the key to it. And interestingly enough, in our great comeback game against Ohio State, which is probably the greatest game I, I've ever seen, of course, I was in it, but I didn't throw the ball to David one time, which is amazing all by itself. The whole defense was stacked on him, so I had to go somewhere else. And uh, – that's what Mike White taught us as a quarterback. That's why we, we were successful all the time because we knew where to go with the football most of the time. Well, yes. I, re I recall there um, going into the 83 season, you replace a legend, Tony Eason, in the, the first round pick. 
Um, and so now it's your time. You're, you're coming in, uh, as you mentioned, as, as, a, right. as a sophomore coming out of California. At, at what point did you know that this team was, was special? You guys really had something really good. Well, I think uh, earlier than that, we played Wisconsin and had a pretty good game that I thought really defined who we were going to be. We made a lot of plays and, and beat a good Wisconsin team in Wisconsin. And that was a big game. I thought that, and, and got us going to where we all believed. we all believed anyways at the start of the season that we were a good team, but you know, you have to win those games to prove it. And Wisconsin was a great win for us. And then we went, we beat a number of teams and, and we came to Ohio state and that Ohio state game, when they got ahead of us at the end of the game, I never had any doubt that we were going to win that game. And I don't know if they, what David thought, but uh, it was pretty, pretty special times. I watched, I'd seen on film the corner come up and jam the receiver and he'd miss a lot. He'd miss the guy that he was trying to jam. And on the start of that drive, Scott Golden's on the right, David's on the left. Scott Golden goes down the field. The guy tries, comes up and tries to jam him. And I see it out of the corner of my eye and throw a pass to Scott Golden. I don't think I threw it in practice once. So that was a good, good 20 yards. And then, and then we ran, I ran the same play again and David was on the left still and the right side corner does the same thing, trying to cover the cover two. He's trying to come up and bump the receiver and he misses. And so golden's open again. So I hit him again, two plays in a row and hadn't thrown the ball to David at all. We moved it down the field. And then eventually I audible to a, a toss to Tom Stroke because the whole defense was on David on the other side. And, Thomas ran around the corner. Jerica made a great block, and in the end zone he went. So that was a great victory for us. That that was the loudest I think I've ever heard. And being there for a long time, I don't know that I've ever felt Memorial Stadium any louder or shake any more no, than that individual yeah. play. No question, that was crazy. That that drive that drive was incredible. And then Jack failed to mention on one of those plays, he had to scramble about 20 yards. He got hit to go out of bounds. So he yeah. made two quality throws. He made a great run. And then the touchdown play, he changed the play to that run for us to go in. So he had to read and, and see what Ohio State was trying to do to us to audible to that run. That was incredible. What they were trying to do, David, was take you away. That's what they are trying to do. So okay, I went see, to Thomas I, see, and – Right. <laughs> See, that's right. what a quarterback yeah. sees, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to get open. <laughs> yeah. And guys, one thing, one thing, I don't know if Jack hit this, but for the first four or five games, we had no idea we could play like that. Right? We lost the first game to Missouri. If we played Missouri any yeah, other did. time of that first game, we'd have smashed them. But yeah, no question. That was Jack's first start. Um, yep. I don't even think I started and, and you still have kind of, you still kind of wondering, okay, am I good enough to play? I, I mentioned this in the other one. Oh, am I good enough to be at this level and play? And after the game was over, I think I had Jack threw me six, I had six catches about 80 yards. I was like, okay, I think I'm good enough to be on the field. Right. But I didn't know. Right. I didn't know. And then I didn't know we were picked to take like ninth. So yeah, nobody, anybody tell you they saw this team coming is lying. Former Illini quarterback Jack Trudeau and wide receiver David Williams on the Newsmaker line presented by Busey Bank. More with the fellas coming up right after this. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular.
You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Hello, this is Brett Bielma, the Illinois head football coach, and you're listening to Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Talking with Jack Trudeau and David Williams on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. In that 83 season, you win the Big Ten, you get to Pasadena right. for the Rose Bowl, and, and we've heard on previous podcasts from David and from Swope about what went right, even what went wrong before and during that game. So, Jack, what's your recollection of, of that game going back out to California, the Rose Bowl, and then – Boom. Uh, it's, a, it's a nightmare for me. It's something that I will never, ever feel good about. I'll never feel good that we didn't get back to the Rose Bowl. There's two things. So I remember walking on the field, and I thought we were going to tear them up. And the first play of the game, I think I rolled out to my left, and I tried to plant, and I slipped, and I tried to throw it to Dave, and it was underthrown, and he couldn't make the play. And it was just one thing after another. Then we they started blitzing me, and I threw it like – 25 times in a row and we had a bunch of guys drop balls which never happened randy grant my high school receiver who caught everything i threw to him he dropped like four balls david i think might have dropped one but not, maybe not. A couple but too. the the way the game went for me was just it was trouble the whole way i just can't believe that we ended the season playing that badly against a team that i think we should have beat to be honest with you david i don't know what you think but we didn't have our best stuff that day. And, and the amazing part, we had great practices before that. And there's a lot of people that ask me, I get asked the question all the time, did you guys really go to the Playboy Mansion? I'm a, and I always say yes, of course, but we didn't go the night before the game, that's for sure. Right. Um, but the game, the game did not turn out the way we wanted. And, and for us, it was, it, was, it was kind of a return to, to, to maybe to what Illinois used to be. I don't know. It just it didn't feel right. Things didn't go the way we wanted to. Like I said, I slipped and underthrew David on the first play that should have been a touchdown. And, you know, just one thing after another. We dropped a bunch of balls that we never did. And, you know, I just don't know what – I don't know why we played the way we did. They they came after with, with some blitzes, and, and they, they did a good job of getting after us. But we still – if we do what we should have been doing, what we had d- done all year, I think we still beat them. But, you know, it's one of those things that – you. For me, I, I try not to think about it too much, but uh, it was a nightmare I, for me. I think we only played one other game that bad in our three years. That was a game our senior year in Iowa. But other than that, that yeah. was that Rose Bowl game. That was the worst we played out of all. Can, I tell, 30, can, I, uh, can I tell a joke about, about the Iowa game? Our senior year when we absolutely. were up in, up in Iowa. And and we got we got our butts kicked. I mean, it was forty nine to nothing before I touched the ball. I think two times, 
And I was a captain, and, and we'd go out at halftime to, for the flip, and Chris White is the other captain. If you know Chris, Chris is a funny guy. And the, the, the official comes up and says, Illinois, you deferred. Would you like – and he's going to do the flip. And Chris says, we'd like to get on the airplane and go home, which at the time I, I thought was very funny. But <laughs> that is hilarious. You know Chris. That's you know how we Chris. play. That's how we play, too. <laughs> right. Right. Take the coin flip home. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to go home. We did not play. No, we did not play that day. We didn't play the game against UCLA. We didn't play that game against uh, Iowa for sure. And other than that, David, I think you're right. I don't know if we had any other games that stunk like those two. No, not like that. Because it, all the other games, any game we lost, we were in it and we fought until the clock ran out. We never, ever yeah. gave up. We never, ever gave up, ever. And we played like we still got a chance. When we walked on, when he walked on the field and got in that huddle, you knew we had a chance. And I was on yeah. the field with him. Like, we got a chance. Just get us yeah. the ball back one more time. You know, and, and if you take a look at it, here we've, we've, we've moved along, you know, 30 years later. You see this prolific passing game that we still have. And yet, when you look at the record books, you know, Jack, there you are at 8,725 8, yards. You know, are, you, are you surprised that despite all these changes in the game, you're still the number one guy in, in school history? Uh, I'm a little surprised, actually. I thought uh, there's been a couple times where I thought I was going to get passed. But, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, really, because the game's become a passing game more so than even when we played. And, and uh, I'm surprised that Illinois hasn't been able to find a guy that could throw it. And the kid that there, that's there now is pretty good. He, I've played against him in high school football, but he's a pretty solid player. But I don't know what's going to happen with him. But um, Jack, I know that, that you've had um, some health issues more recently. Can you kind of tell us what's going on or, or what happened? Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I was w- watching my dog – at my daughter's house and I woke up one morning and I had a headache and I couldn't think straight. I couldn't get my phone to work. I couldn't, couldn't do anything and couldn't get on the computer and be able to surf or do the things that I usually do. And I tried to drive home and I was Carmel, Indiana is known for roundabouts and roundabouts traffic comes at you from the left all the time. And it's, it's not easy to know who's go, who's got the right of way. And I had, I had had the stroke and I'm trying to drive home. And I realized I, I had the stroke when, when I started pulling out in front of cars in the roundabout and I got on the interstate and I couldn't stay in my lane. And it was, it was strange. So, you know, I, I ended up going to the hospital and they checked me out and I had, I've had a stroke and, you know, it, it paralyzes my left arm a little bit, my left arm, my left leg. I've worked through those pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm not walking with a cane anymore. I'm, I'm, walking that's where I was when I was a little late with you guys I was out for a walk I'm sorry but I try to walk whenever I can and and uh get a vigorous some exercise in so uh you know I'm trying to do some of those kind of things I've I've lost a little eyesight in my left eye which is kind of hard for me because I've always had great eyes and uh and so that's been a challenge from the having the ability to drive again and that kind of stuff but I'm fighting through all that I'm trying to get better I'm working on it I'm doing everything they tell me to do. And that's just the attitude I've always had about life and everything else. 
when you have a when you have a bad situation, you just do the best you can. You fight through it and you you try to get better. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm 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 battling the the stroke situation. I had a couple little ones after that, but the first one was major, and it and it like I said it, it made my left arm. I have a hard time doing stuff and. Uh, my left leg, I was walking with a cane because I couldn't couldn't walk with, without it, and uh, now I'm without it. And I'm doing well. I'm getting better, but it takes time, and, and there's a lot of expense, a lot of things that you have to do that uh, come come at you fast, and you know you have to figure out a way to get it done. I have sure. to have, I have to have care care on a daily basis, um, four to eight hours a day. I have I have someone here with me. Because I can't drive myself, I can't really, I can't put my shoes on, I can't do a lot of things. I have a hard time with buttons because my left hand doesn't work. You know, it's it's a challenge to to get through life when you when you're you've been used to being, you know, 100 percent, and then stroke hits you, and now you've got a. I fortunately didn't have any language problems, didn't have any of that kind of stuff. My eyes didn't droop or anything, so I'm I'm very fortunate, but it was also a very scary time. You know, and uh, not not to cut you off, I I'm sorry, Jack, but I think that I was going to add. Um, I think that would be a tough thing to go through for any of us, but I think yeah. when you are a world class athlete like yourself, like David, um, the, the you know the, the people in your close circle. Um, where you have had extraordinary athletic or extraordinary physical ability your whole life right. to then have that right. taken away, I think, I think would be even more catastrophic than if it were happened if, to me or, or, or to Mike or, or someone else who maybe didn't have those kind of physical gifts. You know, the, that's true. But the good thing about it is that I also have the athletic mind you know i don't believe anything's going to stay the way it is i'm not going to let anything bring me down i'm going to fight through it i'm going to work through it i'm going to work at it i'm going to get better at it and that's what that's the way i've always treated things in my life i i'm if things don't work i'll fix them i'll make it better and that's what i've been doing i've been you know walking and you know trying not to fall down you know weebles will wobble and they fall down that's what happens after <laughs> stroke but uh it's it's been interesting and and uh and like i said i'm walking without a cane now and I'm, you wouldn't even hardly know that I've had a stroke, but, um, you know, I have to be careful and I've got to be watch what I eat and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely a challenge and it's, it's a, it's a lifelong thing that I've got to deal with. And Stick with us. What's ahead for Illini football and our first installment of Illini trivia. When the sports spectacular continues on the Illini guys radio network. It's the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, brought to you in part by Busey Bank, HX Home Solutions, Neon Rain, and Sponsor United. We appreciate all you guys and your support. Uh, to advertise uh, with us, just go to IlliniGuys.com. That's I-L-L-I-N-I-G-U-Y-S.com. Click the Advertise button there at the top. Uh, if you want to reach us with a comment or concern or even, again, advertising, whatever you want, just shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com. And we are happy to get right back to you as we continue here on the show. As it's hard to believe we're getting closer now to October. Uh, you know, we've been listening to a portion of the upcoming Eye on the Illini podcast episode with Illini greats Jack Trudeau and, and David Williams. 
Um, guys, you know, I, I'm always amazed at the details these guys recall more than 30 years later. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. It, it, when you're involved in these athletics, you remember all these minute details. You can't remember like a wedding anniversary or something really important, but you couldn't remember like what you were thinking on, on this play on third and seven <laughs> against Ohio State. And I, and I didn't now, – now I guess, you know, I don't know what Mike was thinking, you know, but I, we'll ask him. So 98 Mike. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 98, Mike, I'm just running around. Nobody knows what I'm going to do, including me. Um, I will tell you, the funny thing is, is doing uh, Eye on the Illini podcast that you can find on IlliniGuys.com or your local podcast supplier. Um, the one funny thing is, is David told us a few weeks ago on an Eye on the Illini that he would have to run plays over and over because Mike White wanted them run the right way. And he would get hit time and time again. And then we find out from Jack Trudeau that nobody was even allowed to yell at Jack. So poor David was getting the tar beat out of him running the same play 12 times in a row. And then if Jack got yelled at, Mike White would kick some butt. <laughs> so the moral of the story is be a quarterback. In Mike, Mike White's system, that's for sure. Yeah, leave my yeah. quarterbacks alone. That, that, that's one thing we took, uh, took out of that. You know, um, you know Brad, I, I talked to Mike's brother, Jonah, and he said they used to run 98 Mike, and the success rate obviously was much lower for Muhammad Seymour <laughs> than the U of I. Had the, had the same uh, passer rating as Aaron Rodgers last week that's when they right. ran that play. That's exactly. That's right. So Yeah, well, hey, I was on both ends of it. I lost a game with a pass that I didn't catch, and I got taken out of a game for audibling as a quarterback to a wide-open tight end when we were up 42 to nothing. Either way, I couldn't win no, no. matter what it was. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Uh, look forward to that podcast. Some things don't change. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast is on Monday on uh, .com. Uh Let's shift gears now. This year's team getting into the meat of their schedule, other than the date versus Charlotte. In a couple of weeks, it is all Big Ten the rest of the way. IlliniGuys.com's football writer and analyst Matt Stevens joining us now to look ahead uh, at the schedule. And uh, uh, Matt, let's uh, let's let's start with uh, coming up here uh, at Purdue. Yeah, I, I would say that Illinois needs to win maybe two, if not at least one out of two, if they want to get to five wins by the land of Lincoln trophy game at the end of the year against Northwestern. And it's not going to be easy. Jeff Brom's offense is humming pretty well, even though that they lost Xander Horvath for probably the rest of the year. Um, they don't really care who's playing at running back. Uh, it's still Jack Plummer playing pretty well, throwing to David Bell and it's David it's Jeff Brom calling plays and it's Illinois pass defense right now. So it's, it's not looking promising that, you can win that football game unless things turn around defensively for Illinois. And then you go to the Charlotte game and that's probably the last game of the year, according to like say ESPN's FPI or, you know, some, some, some people in Vegas that, that Illinois is going to be favored to win. Problem with that is, is that people need to understand that Will Healy, the head coach at Charlotte is probably been as close as anybody can get to getting certain sec jobs, believe it or not. Like, I, I don't think if they hired, if they don't hire Josh Heupel, I actually think Will Healy's a pretty prime candidate for the Tennessee job this past offseason. 
uh, that guy can coach and he's built something out of completely nothing at Charlotte. So that's another UTSA type game that Illinois needs to be on its P's and Q's in order to win. And then you've got a, a lot of games fall, you know, after that, that are just brutal because it's either a top 15 team or it's a team on the road that, that Illinois is going to really be kind of trying to search for a couple wins. Matt, something else too. Didn't I know that, that Duke is not a top 25 team, but didn't Charlotte just win at Duke a couple weeks they ago? Absolutely did. They absolutely did. And, and, um, and, and David Cutcliffe doesn't have a bad program over there at Duke. So that's a really good win for Will Healy. And, and I think that they, they, a lot like a lot of other mid-major type programs, suffered a lot during the COVID type deal where, you know, if you're out, if you got five guys out at Charlotte for a game, you, your, your depth chart and your roster completely changes. So um, they're going to come in as a very, very talented football team and a very, very uh, quality opponent, essentially, for Illinois that, that, again, like UTSA, if they don't play well, they're going to get beat. Illinois, and, uh, Illinois needs to play well in order to beat Charlotte. But I do feel like if they if if they if they somehow figure out a way to win the game in West Lafayette, win the game in Charlotte, okay, now you're at three wins. Figure out a way to beat Rutgers at home, and now you're at four. Figure out maybe a way to win one more. Um, whether that's, you know, at that point with, with what we're talking about, that's four assured wins. Now you're closer to potentially having that Land of Lincoln Trophy game being for bowl eligibility, but that's kind of what you're looking at because the middle of the schedule, and I've said this before and I'll say it again in October is just brutal. You got Wisconsin, you got Penn state, you got Iowa who's potentially trying to play for a college football playoff spot. Now this is, these are not the games that you're going to expect Illinois to win. And some of those games are on the road. So you've got, you've got a real problem if you're Illinois that you really haven't gotten out of the gate the way that you should have. And, and now you're going to kind of be searching with, you know, searching with two hands and a flashlight for certain wins you know, like in, in, in October and early November. Makes you miss the uh, big two little eight era when you look at that schedule. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the, yeah, the problem is, is that you don't know whether or not this Illinois team is like that year as Northwestern at this point, you know, you just don't know. I'm just hoping for a monsoon at Purdue, slow down their passing game. It's worked before. So it worked a couple of years ago, so we just go with that again. That's their, that's a had big a chance. field day during that game, like where Brandon <laughs> Peters, I think, threw for 40 yards and they won the game, and it never once looked like uh, that Purdue's offense was going to get on track. And, oh, by the way, a guy that's really been struggling, Tony Adams, had a pick six in that game. So, like, that that's good memories for him. So, yeah, they're, they, they can have a deluge in West Lafayette, and I don't think Brett Bielema will care. <laughs> Talking here with uh, Matt Stevens, IlliniGuys.com football writer and analyst. Stay with us a quick time out. We'll have more with Matt, uh, more on the Illini schedule coming up later on this season. We'll look around the Big Ten as well, and we'll resume our conversation we began at the top of the hour about parity or not so much in college football. It's all on the way. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. The Sports Spectacular rolling right along. Larry Smith, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy, Matt Stevens at IlliniGuys.com is still with us as well. Um, and, uh, Brad, we were talking in, in the break, and you had, a, you had a great point. Well, I mean, I just think so much. We talk about the future schedule. So much of that's going to depend on which teams stay healthy. Uh, Illinois may get a little bit healthier here if Brandon Peters can come back and, and play well. So maybe that helps them. You know, we, we mentioned – you know, maybe Minnesota's not the same team they were when they took on Ohio State the first week with their injuries. And, 
And, and what team, you know, can you weather the storm and can you stay healthy? I think that could be a big uh, determining factor in who ends up getting to five or six wins or who comes out of the Big Ten East or West. Yeah, Brad, I think you're 100% right. That's I, I, why I kind of really don't like playing the schedule game in a sense because, you know, Illinois now may not look the same as Illinois like by Halloween. Like they just might not. I mean, it's 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 very, very weird to say that, you know, Illinois it, 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 football more than anything is a week by week. How does a team look kind of thing and who are they playing and what's the matchup kind of like? And I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think PJ has got a really big problem offensively because now it's the Tanner Morgan show and it's, that's it. I mean, that's all that they can rely on. Brett Bielema seems to think that his offense might get more on track and they might actually have an offensive identity if A, their projected starting quarterback and B, their projected starting tailback and C, their projected starting wide receiver are all on the field at the same time. And so that makes a lot of sense to me too. So from an offensive standpoint, Illinois could be completely different in a month than they are right now. Um, from a defensive perspective, they might figure out a way to play without Keith Randolph and C.J. Hart and some other guys that they've been they've been missing for a while. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's a cliche because for a specific reason, availability is usually the best availability when it or ability when it comes to football. Alabama had, I think, the trombone guy playing linebacker a couple of years ago, and that's why Gus Malzahn was able to beat him. Like, so the idea is that again, availability is your best ability, and if you can stay healthy for. 13 Saturdays or 13 weekends, you're doing something special because you're going to have a good football team. Well, if that, and if that guy with the trombone has eligibility and needs some playing time, we could use him <laughs> up here. Right. Correct. Can he cover somebody? A trombone could bat a pass down maybe. Is that, I think that's legal. Yeah. I, I, Let's go yeah, with it. I don't think Stanford Cal. I don't think you're allowed to use a weapon to cover like a 250 pound tight end, Mike. That's not a lot. Yeah, you got such you a nitpicker. Do. Such a nitpicker, right? Yeah, um, that's right. If you, if you only get two and three star guys, you should get at something. They got five star guys. You should at least get like a trombone. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Or like a, a chair. Chair. Like a get, like the WWE. Get uh, our guys get chairs. Well, the ladder match. Sturdy would be putting half of his guys like in those like casts and like before the game that they get just so they could whack somebody with it. Like, oh yeah, the, the Lex Luger cast. That would right, be awesome. Exactly. Like, like one of those just so he could whack Let's somebody. Go full WWE. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Um, if not Ohio State, who do you like out of the Big Ten? I mean, Penn State, uh, Iowa. Do they have, do they have a shot at this, or is it still Ohio State all the way? What do I like? I would love to see a Big Ten championship game where Iowa is facing Ohio State and Ohio like, and that's that's your that's your basically playoff game to see who gets in the college football playoff. I would love to see for that to happen. I really, really would, only because Ohio State's playing the the you know the the spoiler card in that at least in that regard um, because you would have an undefeated Iowa team, and I I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I like Iowa quite a bit. I think they're pretty good. They they did a number on Iowa State. Um, they made Brock Purdy look really pedestrian. But um, of course, you know we we got it. Isn't Michigan good again? Are we going to hype up Michigan again? Let's let's hype them up so they they can only go down then, right? I mean, let's make <laughs> Michigan. I, you know, no, I just I, I I like Iowa and Ohio State. I think that would be that'd be a lot of fun. I agree yeah. with Matt. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna. That's probably the game we're gonna see. 
it's hard for me to ever say anything nice about Iowa, <laughs> Bruce Pearl, but it's just the way I am. <laughs> Some things die hard. Uh, yes, they do. National save. We've got just a, a little bit of time here in this block. We talked about at the top of the hour in terms of, um, you know, Ohio state losing in September, Clemson losing in September. First time that, that two of the big four have lost in September um, in, in the non-conference slates uh, in the same season since the college football playoff. And we discussed that earlier. Um, you know, the three of us talked about it, Matt, your thoughts on this. Um, does, is it, does, does that change the college football landscape at all in your, in your opinion? Not for me. I walked into the year thinking it was Alabama and everybody else. And I still think it's Alabama and everybody else. I, I'd love to see the Darth Vader of college football, Nick Saban, lose a game in September. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I thought well, I was so close in the early segment that Mike Kegley was going to take my boy Dan Mullen in an upset this weekend, but like I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, no, I, I, think, I think until Alabama gets beat and gets beat handedly in a sense that you don't think they're going to get one of the four spots, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, 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 th- I never walked into this year thinking it was going to be Alabama and somebody else and then the rest of the field. I, I, it's kind of like one of those – Tiger Woods versus the field type of things. Do you well, want Tiger or do you want the field? And right now I'm taking Tiger because I'm taking Alabama. Well, I'll tell you what, if if you look at Nick Saban as being Yoda and Kirby Smart as being Luke Skywalker, I don't think that Luke Skywalker is going to beat Yoda. So I'm I'm saying Alabama is going to take it all as good as George's talent is. Brad? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not Darth Vader, though. I mean, there's no way he's Darth Vader. because Maybe he's the emperor because he's so small. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah. he, he, Darth Vader's tall, so he can't be Darth Vader. I mean, so maybe maybe he's the emperor. I don't know. Maybe he's a bad guy. Actually, I, I've grown to Saban used to be kind of grumpy. I kind of like him. He's got some great, great lines now. He's given some great given some great leadership speeches lately. I feel like he's like changed. He's become a little bit of a mellower old guy now. He's not the cantankerous dude he once was. He's embraced, you know? he's embraced his inner parcels a little I mean, bit and just went yeah. full sarcasm. And it must be tough when you just win the national title every year. So, it, I mean, you know, I can see why he's grumpy, you know, or yeah. not grumpy anymore. He just, or not grumpy. I mean, he just wins all the time. So what's there to be angry about? Well, he's, he's become an insurance salesman in his later years. So that's where he's <laughs> got his insurance in the, in the blue blazer with the goose. So uh, no, that's great stuff. Hey, Matt Stevens, com football writer and uh, an analyst. Uh, you can go to com right now and check out his great work this weekend. Uh, Matt, uh, always good. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Hey, trivia time. It's Illini guy Mike versus Illini guy Brad. Somebody cue the music. Forget the throw. Let's go. It's the Slamma in Urbana. Next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. 
IlliniGuys.com, your best site for insider information and complete coverage of the Illini versus Maryland. First trip to Champaign ever for the Terrapins football team. Check out IlliniGuys.com. This segment brought to you by HX Home Solutions. It's Illini trivia time. Brad versus Mike, two rounds, six questions each round. Brad won the coin toss in the break, so he'll go first. Brad, you feeling strong? You feeling good? I thought I lost. That's why I had to go first. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know how that works. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I, I'm ready. I, I would rather have done a three-point shootout where we just shoot threes and see who wins that. But sure. you wanted to go with trivia because it's radio. <laughs> Somebody, Nobody can hear the three-pointers go in, so we'll go with that. You just hear a bunch of clanks on that. Right. So. Well, well, for Mike, for, for me, Mike. it would be just net, you know, exactly. exactly. Mike would probably claim. So and I okay. see since, my, since Mike has left and gone into the soundproof booth, you are taking advantage I'm just taking him deep. Well, I can well, of course. Yes, I am. All right. Here we go. Trivia. Question number one. All right. Uh, where did Illinois play football? It's football games before Memorial Stadium was built. I, I was not alive then. Mike may have been, but I was not. So I have go. no idea. We'll pass on that. Okay. Who is Illinois' all-time leading leader in rushing, rushing yards? Illinois' all-time leader in rushing yards. Rushing yards. Is it Robert Holcomb? It is. Nice. Okay. Uh, who replaced John Makovic as head coach? After John McEvick was Lou Tepper. Nice. Okay. Uh, next, name the last two years Illinois played in the Rose Bowl. Uh, so 19, it would have been the 84 Rose Bowl was one of them. And then was it 2008 for nice. the other Rose Bowl? Excellent. That's right. Uh, who are the two famous Illini linebackers in the 50s and 60s who are now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, Butkus. Yep. Um, and is it Grabowski, the other mm-hmm. one? No, that is not. No, he's a running back, wasn't he? Right. I don't know. Okay. Famous, famous linebacker. Give me a second here. Hang on. I still got time. No, I don't know. <laughs> All, right. All right. Finally, final question. Um, which coach's name adorns the field at Memorial Stadium? Zupke. Nice. All right. There Bob we Zupke. go. There we go. I didn't do terrible. You didn't do terrible. We'll bring Mike That's, in. That soundproof room is no fun. It was fun for us. Yeah. I don't like contests that I can't cheat in. Oh, you, we give you a lot more credit than that. You probably know every answer now. I, I, I probably don't. <laughs> or I may have remembered it when I was younger. You know, Brad has a significant age advantage over me. That's what he said about you. All yeah, right. Then. You ready? Football, six questions. Here we go. Number one, where did Illinois play its football games before Memorial Stadium was built? Champaign-Urbana. Okay, that's not it. Uh, who is the, the Illini all-time leader in rushing yards? Grabowski. Uh, that would be wrong. Uh, who replaced John Makovic as head coach? Tupper. That's Tupper, not- I mean. Yeah. Yes. Uh, name the last two years Illinois played in the Rose Bowl. Uh, what, 83 and 61? Uh, that would be half. 83 is correct, but not uh, the other. Okay. Who are the two famous Illini linebackers from the 50s and 60s now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Nitschke and Butkus. That's easy. Okay. Excellent. And what coach's name adorns the field at Memorial Stadium? Zupke. Nice. All right. Uh, the Illini all-time leader in rushing yards is Robert Holcomb. <laughs> Got that wrong. And oh. The Rose Bowl, 83 and 2007. <laughs> Where Illinois played its uh, football games before Memorial Stadium was Illinois Field. That was before my time. 
Well, just that, a couple of years. Time for basketball. Okay, let me Mike, let, back, let me let me go back into the silent chamber. We go. I think Sturdy's got six of six out of six in this one. Brad, you ready? Yep, let's go. All right, here we go. Basketball. Question one: Who is the all-time basketball leading scorer? Deion Thomas. Good. The Illini lost a program high twenty-one games in what season? Well, it was Brad Underwood's. Would have been two thousand eighteen, nineteen. That's right. Uh, who was Illini's uh, the Illini's first opponent ever in Assembly Hall in nineteen sixty-three? Oh, that's a rough question because i was not alive then mike was so he has an advantage then i don't know indiana uh that was close but no um illinois reached three final fours in the late 40s and early 50s what was the nickname associated with those teams the whiz kids very good what coach preceded lou henson gene bartow nice and who are the last two teams the illini beat in ncaa tournament play the last two teams they beat? Yes. Well, let's see. Going back to, man, that would have been when John Gross, one of them would have been when John Gross was there in the first year. They lost to Miami, and now I can't remember who they beat the first game. Um, man, you're killing me with that one. So I'm not going to get that one right. And then, of course, this year they beat the 16th seed. I can't even remember the name of that team. So <laughs> I remember they lost to Loyola, though. How about that one? Ask me the team's games they've lost. <laughs> Those are in burned in my brain. That's the so. bonus question. Okay. All right. Well, very, very well done on that one. Um, okay. So I have to go up against the guy who's been the expert on Illini basketball for decades. Yes. He, he didn't do great. very well. He struggled. He, yeah, he, sure. He didn't do as well as we thought he was going to. So there's a chance. The door is open. Uh, Mike Hagley, you ready? As ready as I'm going to get. Here we go. Question number one. Who is the all-time leading scorer in men's basketball history? Nick Weatherspoon. Wrong. Number two, the Illini lost a program high 21 games in what season? Uh, Underwood, what is that? 2019? Um, 2020? Will... 2020? 2019? 2020? Uh, no, no. 2018, 2019? Yes. Uh, yeah. Keep guessing. Eventually you'll get it right. <laughs> Eventually you'll get it. Keep going. Just keep going through it. Right. All right. Who was the Illini's first opponent ever in Assembly Hall back in 1963? Indiana. Uh, no, but Brad had the same answer. Uh, Illinois reached three final fours in the late forties and early fifties. What is the nickname associated with those teams? The whiz kids. Very good. Uh, who was the head coach who preceded Lou Henson? Uh, Gene Bardo. Excellent. And finally, who are the last two teams? The Illini beat in NCAA tournament play. Oh, good God. Um, Arizona and the team after them which is just killing me right now because i can't i can see it but i can't think of it um i'm gonna go arizona and the next team okay that was wrong so i go back was one of them colorado it was yes so yes yeah. colorado yeah. uh john gross the only ncaa tournament win he yeah. had. oh that's right i remember that now in round one and then the miami game the famous out of bounds play that changed yep. the NCAA tournament rules forever You're see cool. i remember that uh, game yeah, that game, exactly. And then Drexel this year was the first round. Of Drexel. Uh, Deion Thomas. And I remember the Loyola game. You remember the Loyola game? What, what Loyola game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike had it eventually, 2018-2019, the program high 21 losses. First opponent ever was St. Louis, December 4th, 1963. The Billikens. Uh, Kids and Gene Bartley got it. Brad Sturdy, congratulations. Thanks. 
Nice job. Well, you know, at least I won something today. That's Salini Trivia brought to you by HX Home Solutions. One hour in the books, the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network.